All right, y'all, welcome back to episode 10 with The Rabbit Hole Show. I'm here with KC and uh, our first guest, Griffin. So what up, Griffin? Hey, how are you guys doing? Um, Good. I'm glad we're all doing well. It's a Monday. We got through it. So, um, so I met Griffin when he was 8, 9, or 10 sometime uh, at the Harris Y. Um, he was a camper. And I was a counselor, and he was a wild one, but he stuck out and uh, reconnected with him. Um, last summer. Last summer? Yeah. Yeah, last summer. He had recently graduated, or you were about to graduate. Something like that. Um, and I was over in East Charlotte living um, the dream, and yeah, we reconnected, and here we are now. Basically got put into a crazy part of your life that I had no idea, just blindsided. Yeah. But we uh we made it out. We made it out alive and now we're here to talk about it. <laughs> we did. Um yeah. God's good. I mean, yeah. It was a wild time you came into uh, my life. Good. It was do you remember exactly what month it was? Can't tell it you. It was summertime though, wasn't Had it? To be. Kinda, Had um, to be. We were going to the pool a lot. Yeah, we were going to the pool a lot. And like Gr- Griffin always kept it like clean, like never got rowdy as I did, but he definitely if you ask him, he could probably could tell you some stories of those days. And also, um, we'll talk about this later, but I've mentioned and talked about two of my tattoos. Um, another tattoo that I'll release, but is not complete yet. We'll just Griffin was there that day. I was getting that tattoo. Um, Wild day. I put him in this, in this, and it goes to show that when I was being... When I was at my lowest and in an unhealthy place, like I was only thinking about myself without even knowing I was doing that. Um, Because I knew the areas where we were and Griffin went um, and I was comfortable over there. But, you know, your average person might get a little worried. And, you know, I put him in a situation that was rough and, you know. Not something I should have done. So, yeah, that was a wild day. Yeah, and he saved me from, you know, getting arrested again that day um you know i apologize and i've talked to the tattoo um owner he does great work great guy and yeah i apologize to him apologize to griffin i mean it was a wild day and something that all could have been avoided if i had just been in tune with myself and been in a healthy place instead i was coping with things that i didn't need to and just living the dream and the dream was fail or the dream was slowly fading kind of just as my life was with how I was living. So enough about me. Um, Griffin, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, everyone who listens to the rabbit hole show, kind of who you are. Yeah, um, so and then little, we can dive in more later. Definitely but. A little uh, background about me. I met uh, Charles, as he said, back in summer camp in 1966. Good old Harris Y. <laughs> back in 2010, real long time ago. I had just, I think, 2010, yeah, so I just finished freshman year of college. Yeah. You were, what, elementary school? Yeah, or so I, had, I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about life at that time. But I saw something in you for, like, I remember you out of all the little you kids. You saw that I would swoop in 10, 10 years later and save your life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. It, it works funny. Funny things work yeah, like that. Yeah, everything comes back. Like, everything happens for a reason, I believe. But then after, after summer camp. Um, yeah, so tell us in between summer camp and. Charlotte native. Uh, yeah. Went to East Mecklenburg High School and went to UNC Charlotte for four years. Somehow became a uh, photographer. And that's what we're doing, living the dream. 
taking pictures. So what are you taking pictures of? Is it like birds and, you know, cute things? Yeah, or, so uh, besides birds and cute cats and dogs, uh, I spend my days taking pictures of professional athletes and just players in the NFL, NBA, whatever. Whatever team you like, probably shoot for them. So, I mean, yeah. I've not shot NHL or any. Any? No hockey. No hockey? I, I did tell my what people that I want to shoot hockey. I've not. I've done golf. Yeah, I like. Golf? I've done golf. Yes. Uh, so NHL. What else have you not that you want to do? NHL might be the only one that I haven't done that I definitely want to dive into. All right. So NHL. I haven't done a MMA or like boxing or That'd anything. Be cool. Who's fighting next? Jake Paul or is it, try and get him shoot for him. Dana White or who? Yeah, I'll call up Dana right after this oh, uh, yeah. interview and well, we'll people, see what he is. People who I'm listen like, might know people and NHL. If you're listening to this <laughs> in a week or two, if you know Dana White. Feel free to DM me at G R I F F I N Z underscore 23 on Instagram. Just DM me, say, I know Dana. Here's his contact information. And, and we'll, yeah. get, we'll get you shooting. There. I'll bring you with me. Thank you. And anyone in the NHL? Yeah, anyone in the NHL. That'd be great too. I don't know anyone in the NHL, but I'm sure we can make it happen for you. <laughs> Dreams come true. So, what was your dream at 10 years old? Like right now, if you had to. Well, crazy enough, my dream at 10 years old was probably to either be like a like a baseball player or a football player for like the Panthers or something. And so it didn't sort of work out like that. But now working with the those guys that I admired to be when I was older is definitely a cool thing. So did you get into photography in high school or was I that in college? I didn't pick up what a camera kinda... until sophomore year of college. Sophomore year of college. Yep. What, how'd that I was still pursuing baseball at the time at Didn't UNC you play Charlotte. UNC Charlotte for a little bit? Yeah, I played at UNC Charlotte, too. Yep. And basically, I just fell out of love with the game. And it I happens. remember one day sitting at home thinking, what am I about to do with my life? And I knew I liked taking pictures. It was nothing serious. I went to Best Buy that afternoon and bought a cheap camera, nothing serious. And I think that I've taken pictures every single day since that day. I mean, every time I've seen you, like if we went and looked in his car right now, he'll have at least two cameras in his car. I, indeed, I every have time, a camera in my car And right sometimes, like when he would come over to my apartment in East Charlotte, he'd bring the cameras inside because... Well, that was because I didn't want them to get stolen That's what the I'm car. saying. That's what I'm saying because they're expensive and like, I mean, I say they're expensive and that has now become your uh, business, what you do. Like, and we can talk about that in a bit, but I want to get back to UNC Charlotte. So you started... Um, falling out of love with baseball and went to Best Buy. And yeah, I fell out of love with baseball. I fell out of love with the fact that I wasn't really enjoying school that much. I love every other aspect of college besides Hell, the actual business program. <laughs> but uh, we finished the business program. Yeah, I graduated. Got a good old piece of paper out of it. Didn't end up having a graduation because of COVID, but got a little emoji walking across the stage. And that's another thing that's different. Like I walked across stage. You didn't like that plays a factor. Yeah. You know, that's like, I mean, I, like for me walking across stage, I was proud, but like some people because of COVID did. Yeah, my college experience with the ending was I turned in my last assignment and off the anticlimactic. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. I just hoped that I passed and that was it. I got a piece of paper in the mail, said that I got my business admin degree and it was, and I just kept on doing photography and haven't looked back. So I haven't really had to, I've never applied for a job. Um, no, you've been, you've been working for you and living, making sure a, your dream took a leap and of your, faith and yeah, I mean, grinded it out one step at a time. And now we're here. Cause it doesn't happen overnight. Like 
that was definitely something, does not happen overnight. That was something that I struggled with. I was like, a lot of people see everyone make their money like over just, Instagram and social media, and they think it's highly achievable, which for the less than one percent it is in this day and age. But yeah, for everyone else, you have to you work. You got to grind. Yep. You got to go work. Like you can't, you can't be worried and upset and stuck on yesterday or the past because that's done happen. Like you can yeah, you just, learn just from head it. Forward, just keep going. Learn from it. You tomorrow is not promised. So don't worry about that. All you can do is control right now and how are you going to, you know, move your life in a positive direction. Exactly. Like you can't be stuck in the past or on the future. And that was something I always was because my past, I was like, how am I going to like get a job with what I've done? Like, and then I was worried about the future. I'm not going to be successful because I'm not, you know, all this. And so I couldn't enjoy the present and I was never present. Yeah. And that's I something I talked about could be a in episode nine. Uh, a factor in most people's lives in this day and age, especially coming out of college, thinking you have to be this something great. You have to make a certain salary for the rest of your life. You have to start this family. You have to be in this marginalized set of expectations that you might not be able to reach. Yep. And basically what's happening with mental health is if you don't meet those standards, you're a failure. And I believe that. And I talked negative to myself for 10 plus years and when you do that daily and you hear people say it, you're like, damn, it's true. So why do you see something in me? Like that would kind of annoy me because I was like, there's nothing good in me. Like, and it took me the last year to wake up and that was, <laughs> that was when you entered my life. And that's, you're saying that's your lowest point when some people have to deal with that every single day. And even the people that are successful and the people that have what they want to do in their life. Speaking of myself. Yeah. Like there's still times where you think that what if this ends like nothing's guaranteed this could end tomorrow. Some people could stop hitting me up. The Panthers could not give me a job. Hornets players could stop hitting me up. Like anything can happen where life as it is right now isn't guaranteed tomorrow. And but you have to that doesn't say don't plan for the future now. Like like having a six month, seven month, you know, safety net if something like that were to happen so you could stay afloat like. Planning ahead is fine to prepare if something were like that to happen. But yeah, like you're saying. But meaning I'm I'm not prepared. Not at all. Um, I'm kind of just, so I'm still in that you? leap of faith yeah. where if something happens, then I'm just going to have to take another step forward because I have no backup plan. And that's the case for a lot of people, I'd say, in the world today. They're just, oh, especially yeah. the ones that you work t- for themselves. They Especially get out with of that COVID right done. now and people like, you Correct. know, money shortage or like, I don't know, just. And it just someone like me who I can never step foot in an office and have a day job, especially coming from where I'm at right now. I feel like I don't want to say I'm peaking. I want to say that the peak is nowhere in sight. Correct. I mean, but a lot of people would say I'm peaking right now. And if this is the peak, then a day job would send me in a mental health spiral. And that and that's something it did for me. Um, but I think I was also dealing with negative things that were happening outside of work in my life negatively. And then when I found the job that I did like, I poured my life into it to where I was never sleeping, working hundred hours. And I just... think that uh, I think if anyone's listening, I think that you need to find a, a healthy balance. I'd say that's more important than a backup plan Correct. for some things that you can't control. I'd say Correct. you can control a healthy balance, yeah. whether it's your relationship, it's your job, it's your finances. faith, it's finances, anything. anything. If you can find a healthy balance, then do it. Yeah, like, because you're and not find, gonna... and find your healthy balance because. 
mine looks different than Griffin. Griffin's looks different everyone's than mine. Everyone's healthy balance. KC. Like everyone's is different. You got to find yours. Oh. Yeah, when you said you, you poured everything into it, sometimes that's not necessarily and, what you need to be doing. And no, and that took me to, I mean, another, like, I mean, I would say that was the lowest, like one of the lowest days of my life. And it was in January of 2019, um, left work. And like, I had not been sleeping like for months, like it would be like two, three days and then I'd sleep four or five hours and I was on uppers so I could stay awake. I was just energy drinks, Slim Jims, Chex Mix, and just working just so I would not have to deal with shit. Like, and I thought, you know, I don't know what I thought, but like, that was my, I would, you know, that was my, that was your idea of a healthy balance at the time was just dealing with it with medications. Yeah. And then I start, I Eventually, I went into psychosis, um, where I was like seeing and hearing things, and like I, that was going on for stuff a out l- of movies that the normal yeah. person doesn't like. And like experience, but, like the stuff I saw, yeah, the stuff I saw though didn't scare me. Like it was like just deer and like animal, like shadows, like people walking, like but like the noises are what tripped me out. Like and like at work, I would hear conversations that weren't even happening and they were always negative about my performance and so like so it was like I an outside into, force talking to you 100 and it's like i don't know how to explain it other than that but like over time instead of the <laughs> instead of the voice in the back of your head it, it turned into a real person like yeah, yeah it was people inside the office and they would go into a conference room and i was like oh that meeting's about me like yeah. what like and it took me to one day like i left walked out of the office like yeah. sat in my car it sounds like your ego was shot. So- sobbed my eyes out. Like, what the hell am I doing with yeah. my life? That's, like, that's another thing with the healthy balance. You gotta, you know, and even with your environment and people around you, you gotta just you got, take everything with a grain of salt. Keep like, moving forward. And but stuff I wasn't like sleeping. I was on uppers. I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't extra. I wasn't doing anything. So, like, I couldn't. I didn't have a clear mind. And left that day. I'd never cried so much in my life. And like, I'm not an emotional, like I am emotional, but I don't cry much. In this day I like sobbed and I was driving to my house to go shoot myself. No cap. And, um, got to the house and it was my good buddy who I was living with. And his mom was there with the appraiser because he owned the house. So I was like, damn, that's God telling me not today. Like, and I reached out to my uncle and like, was like, I'm about, you know, to do something like, and he talked me down and it was just like, yeah, but for some people, they don't have someone like your uncle to talk no. them down. They just, they no, have nobody. So, and it, but yeah, like I took it as a sign when his mom was there with the appraiser, like, cause my gun was in there and stuff. Like, well, I think your sign to begin with should have been like, you had someone like an uncle yeah. to talk you down. Some people but like, I didn't, don't I have didn't talk to him until after I pulled uh, up to the house. And well, then what does that tell you? You should reach out to someone before you yeah. think twice about anything. No. Yeah. Cause I had a sign from God. Like to me, it was to him telling me it's not your time. And then I reached out to my uncle and was like, Hey, I need, and that's kind of when, cause later that night is when I ended up in the hospital in Pineville Matthews in like the psych ward. And that's when kind of, I guess, the real, I mean, I met and went to Dilworth Center here in Charlotte in 2015, but 2019 was when it was like life was real. And then you met me last year at, I guess, the breaking point of the lowest kind of when it all unraveled. Yeah, I got the, the lucky point. Yeah. I mean, but like how like we don't have to talk about that day, but how did like uh, is there anything you want to say about that well, day? I can from, definitely like, say that wanna... they were they're definitely looking back on it. There was there was warning signs there that coming from someone that has never seen or 
even dreamt of stuff like what happened that day. There were there were definitely warning signs. Whereas you 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 speak of earlier, you said something like there was you can have really high highs and really low lows. The way that your day was switching between the two was faster than like I was in air I, hockey. Like I was in manic. Yes, yes. And, and there was like you were telling everyone like you're a millionaire. You're gonna. It sounded like you had just won the lottery that day. Oh no, I I thought I had because I like I called my mom, I believe, and I mean this is just another time that I worried her and caused. You know, I faintly remember you talking about business deals where you had closed on millions of dollars, which did not happen, and I was just in <laughs> manic and like. Um, no, it was. But I didn't think twice was, about it because I was like, okay, he hit me up. He said that he wanted a photographer for the day. I'm a good friend. I got him. He's paying me. We're going to go get this. I'm going to document the whole tattoo. That was all my innocent young mind thought. Whereas, but that, but that's what it was going to be. Yeah. That was it. But my, I was in manic. And as you said, I was going high, high, high. And then it was low, low, low. And like, but it wasn't that fast. It was more no, like no, no, just sorry. looking back on it when you can get the whole view of the day. You can say that. But this started out early in the morning. I got a call first thing I woke up. It was him I calling call, me. I think I called my mom like at 6 a.m. And or, he called me at maybe like 8, woke me up talking about, hey, I'm going to get this tattoo at four or in like an hour or so. Could take about four or five hours. Let's go do it. I'll pay you for the day, whatever you want. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is brilliant because I'm about to get paid for the day. It's, I mean, it's a buddy. I'm getting tattooed. That's what like, I'm saying. Nothing. And, and he does good work. No red flags at this point. And no I wanted, red flags. And, I mean, now, and I texted my mom earlier, I think yesterday, and or no, it was earlier today, and I was like, do you remember Griffin? He's going to come over and be our first guest on the show. And um, then I sent her um picture of you and she was like oh yes i talked to him that night and i was like yeah so i, I mean like, oh, i can geez. probably and she was like he was afraid i can probably was, break this down in a nutshell the day faster than you can but it really went like this i got to the apartment we got everything together he was definitely going through something now that i'm looking back at it definitely yeah. warning signs there if this ever happened again in my life i would stop it right there but that that speaks no, a yeah. lot. It, it, everything I mean, that's, gives you that was a perspective. dark day, and I'm sharing my story, and that's something that, you know, I this affected like, someone else who yeah, I wanted like, to come on and talk. Like Exactly. A different perspective on the whole scenario of we went to the tattoo artist, nothing still, nothing out of the ordinary, but just the way that the mannerisms you were giving off, the tattoo artist kept on coming to me, asking me if my friend was okay, stuff that he doesn't usually see. And then and I tattoos from him like two days prior to yeah, so, so he wasn't that off guard about anything and then i left and i come back and there's no door on the place there's stuff everywhere i look into the stairwell and there's just like all police don't know where charles is anywhere can't find him uh the tattoo artist comes Franny, like he was. I mean, he has every right. He looked to like be. he saw ghosts. And I'm not. And I don't want to put his name out there or anything. And I've talked to him, and we've discussed. But by that time, I like, knew something point, happened, and I get out there. I have to talk to the cops. I have to plead. No, nobody to press charges. Even though I'm not even knowing what happened, I'm just no, no. He's he's good. He's he didn't do anything. The tattoo artist telling me what you really did, and, and I'm thinking hit, in my head like, and, what what is happening? And like what like so. And you're in my truck. Yes, I and I, I have his car with his keys. His, he left me everything. I had his wallet, his keys, his phone. This man had nothing on him. And, and what happened? Like, 
So all I have is a bag full of Chick-fil-A and I just don't know what to do with it. And you pull up and it's on um, And luckily I had your roommate's phone number, so I got to call your roommate. He picked me up. We figured everything out. And that was and what happened, like when you pulled up, there was cops and what there was cops, there was an ambulance, there was a fire truck, there were people stopped in the middle of the road. This looked like the Hulk had just came out. Like I got word that you had either been there was a bunch of rumors circulating that you had been hit by a car, you ran out in front of a car, got hit. You were fighting people. I didn't know what was happening, but I just, I knew that I had to call your roommate to get out of the situation because I was like, I have no yeah. idea what's happening and I probably shouldn't be here. No. And, and then your roommate had your mom's number. And so I figured that we'd call your mom and just inform her what was going down so she didn't get a call in two hours. I didn't know if you were dead or alive at this point. No. And, and, and that's like the last word I got was that you were headed to the hospital in an ambulance. So yeah. I was like, maybe a family member should know about this. Yeah, and like that wasn't like, and that's when I say things happened on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to me. It didn't matter what day. I, like I was going I, through it. Like day, that day was like day of the week it is. That day was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I think. Like <laughs> I don't like it was. I was manic. I was. He made it an eventful Tuesday or Wednesday. He definitely got your money's worth. I got my money's <laughs> worth that day. No, but and but so I, did a lot of other people. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. But, like, that goes to show that, like, your actions don't just affect you. They affect other people. Well, and I, yeah, I called your mom, and I called your dad off your roommate's phone, and I was just like, this is what happened. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm scared right now. I have no idea what's going on. Never been in this position, in this sort of anything in my life. And you didn't need to be there, and I put you there because of my ignorance and my pride and the shit I was going through. Like, you know, like, I put you somewhere that you didn't need to be with me an unhealthy me well yeah and even thinking back on it all i was really worried about was i have this man's car his wallet his phone i'm gonna have to see him soon and i'm scared so i don't i'm like i yeah i gotta get rid of this stuff i was like it was like a body like come on now i can't yeah because yeah i mean i when i like it and you don't have to have be bipolar or have schizophrenia or whatever to go man like you can go manic from lack of sleep and just energy drinks and stuff. I mean, that's like with me. Like, well, I've never got to ask you what what was going through your mind in that manic state. Not even during like everything with the car and the road and the artist and everything, but what was going through your mind? Like, did it ever occur to you about not the artist feelings? Because, but like your friend, did it ever occur to you? Like, wow, where's Griffin right now? Where is my friend that I was with all day? Where is is he okay? Is he was that did that ever go through your mind or um like honestly i was manic until like the next morning or whenever i like woke up is when i was like like where's griffin how like is he like like i wasn't even worried about myself yeah, you probably didn't even remember like what happened you're probably like well i was with griffin all day and now i'm in a hospital Ooh, no i remembered that? up until getting like hit by the car oh and then i remember and I don't know if this actually happened or not, but I did like five push-ups to like, you like I was that manic. Did, the cops also told me that you got hit by a car and that you were doing push-ups in the middle of the road. And then you ran out to like an auto zone or something. And yeah. they basically had to like. Take me down. Yeah. Um, but like that, like that had happened, like never getting hit by a car and stuff. But like, that was normal for me. Like, and I don't want to say normal all the time, but like those encounters with cops had happened before with me. What were like, the push-ups for? I don't know, like, I think just show myself, okay, I'm not dead, like, because, okay. um, like, I was bleeding, it was keeping me warm, but I think I was just, like, in shock, I was in manic, I was in shock from getting hit by a car. Did you ever hear from the person's car that 
I wouldn't say they hit you, but they, no, you I, hit. No, I don't like. Never I don't know anything that happened. Like I, I've Could never. Could you imagine heard... being that car going down the road and someone's running into the street with no clothes on? He, I, I, had, I, sh- I had shorts. I think this man, no, no, no shoes. shoes. He had no. taken his shoes off. I remember when he was on that because t- he was there for hours. So and I mean, it, he was comfortable, and, and he was getting and the tattoo sh- release, on. And I'll release a picture of the tattoo. He's getting on, on the right side, side of him, so he had no shirt on, no pullover. He might have had a hat on, but for the. Nah, for the man. lack of clothing, this man, not a small guy either, comes running out in the road, looks like a grizzly bear, hits your car, does push-ups in the road, and runs off. You'd probably think that you just got through with, like, <laughs> a sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I hope that person like, wasn't having a bad day, or I mean, you I, might have sent them into something. Yeah, <laughs> if... I mean, if... Whoever hit me, or whoever I ran into, or whatever happened, what if, I, they're, what if they're listening to this? I apologize and feel free to reach out. Like I'm a different person. That was not me. Could you imagine ten people um, reach out? They, you hit all of them. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have. I know what car hit me. Like I have the like, but like, so don't you don't need to come and say you hit me. Like it's not gonna happen. Um. They're like, how much money can I get? Yeah. Yeah. No. I have, it was actually me. There's a huge dent. People um, are just going hammering their cars right now and i had to pay like eight dollars i had to like eight dollars or t- i had to pay a fee to get the police statement like and i had to send it to raleigh t- and they had to send it to me i think out of that day the eight dollars was oh it was i mean at least i know like it was definitely my fault yeah i don't think that was the question <laughs> i mean for our <laughs> listeners for our listeners but I, I was like, about to say, i'm glad that you're you got that um out of anything that happened <laughs> the day we have a confession yeah no it was, i didn't get sleep i was not putting the right stuff in my body i wasn't eating healthy like you were a millionaire i thought i was i was I was high i was or like i was high on life because i thought i just it felt like i won the lottery when i got back in the car with your roommate it sounded like he also sound he saw signs way prior to me and he knows me well yeah. my um previous roommate who um i had lived with since college on and off and um recently he just got married but yeah he he knows me i don't want to say better than anyone else but he he's been through everything with me kind of since college and um well now looking back on it even like i can still remember that day of the tattoo incident even before we left your roommate kept saying to me like make sure he's okay like he's not acting normal today and for someone to say back in that time that you weren't acting normal like something had day. to be so abnormal that you would look at me and say something's abnormal because abnormal was normal but and he said today like correct no he like, said like, like meaning he's a little crazy but today he's but extra today crazy he is on something else and i and wasn't i looked at him and i said yeah it's charles and i we went on with our day Little did I know, I should have been like, yeah, honestly, just take take a rest, take a day of rest. And yeah, but like, take a nap, take a nap, get some water. And I could, but I was like, man, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Like, so, but my body was drained like that. And I fell asleep getting the tattoo and woke up and freaked out, didn't know where I was. Like, and then ran out the back. The word on the street was you woke up and you thought the guy was attacking you, even though he was just giving you a tattoo. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I thought it was I was getting robbed and stabbed, and so I freaked out. I wonder um, if there was video of the incident. I hope not. Like, <laughs> like I, I but, he's like he's like y'all want to see something crazy? Watch this. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just glad I'm not that person who I was that day, and well, I've 
outcome. Yeah, I'll never of, forget that day. Of, I will never forget that day. <laughs> Core memory. And that's why I had to have you on as a guest. Um, so before we wrap up, tell us um, any uh, advice you got kind of. Um, yeah, my biggest advice is um, something that I still struggle with to this day is uh, I have anxiety, really bad anxiety. And yeah. something that I do every day is travel a lot meet a lot of people i've never had an issue talking to people ever so that's not part I mean, of it i remember it, you talking at eight nine or like, ten yeah. like you would not stop talking yeah it's definitely not an issue but um which is good as though. far as as far as just moving through daily life i'd say um just be thankful and get people around i'd say the biggest thing is get people around you that can support you and make sure that you are okay every day and if you need someone to talk to, that's that has to be my number one thing. Just I mean, having you, a good support system. And you checked in on me that day, like I mean, afterwards you like. I remember I was on the field with the Panthers, and you called me that morning. Oh gosh! And you were like, uh, you something about like, um, God, what did you say? Yeah, I remember I was on Face. It was a FaceTime, and was I picked I in the up hospital? the phone. I was very hesitant to pick up the phone. Because I thought it was, yo, Griffin, come pick me up. And I was like, going to just totally say no. Just Which, I, which you should have said. Just <laughs> like, like if I yeah, asked. you almost killed me last night. You almost killed three other people. God knows how many people. Uh, yeah. Like, I affected everybody. Maybe, maybe in a week or two, but not the day after. But I remember I was on the field. I just went away from everyone, picked up the phone, and was like, yo, what's up? And all you just cared. You were like, are you all right? Are you all right? Are you all right? And that's when I was like, okay. At least he's back to normal. Like I came down from manic and he's back. We won't call it normal. Okay, yeah, no, he's I was back, not back he's to back normal. He's back to normal, Charles. At that, yeah, to yeah. like, which was good. Which was good to hear. So but, I knew I could talk to him just normally. Figured stuff out like where his car was, how to get his stuff back. His parents had it. I told him that I called his parents. And stuff I was like thankful that. for that. Like just making sure he was alive at that point. Like I got that he was calling me, but. What happened? Because that's the type of life death experiences, like when I talk about or mention on here, like. But I definitely had the choice after that day to totally just ghost, like. And that happened. I can never talk to this man again. And people have done that, like, and I, if they're listening, which like, is, I'd say it's I, fair. It's okay. That's if, a, I mean, because people, you have it, the choice to keep people in your lives. I see that you're doing something good with it, and you're moving on and dealing with it in a different way that's not just coping with the bad parts. Yeah, because... You're making something new. Yeah, because I was in, you know, being in rehab in February of last year, and then getting out, spending some time in uh, jail, looking at prison time, and then a month late, you know, but I had to accept fact i was in jail and trust something i didn't know how to do that my people on the outside were going to take care of me well, correct and you and you and say I, that's it just happened in february started. which is still pretty fresh pretty new oh 100 percent like, uh, it's just you're it's moving in the right thing. direction and i hope that it's Stay. not just something new it's something correct. that's going to stick with you it for the rest to, of your life and it has to because something i found that works for me is talking to someone so i go to a therapist who i found that works for me um and I hope I that trust. even talking on these podcasts can help just relieve oh, yes. some stuff. I mean, it's healing to talk about this stuff now because it's not something that was fun and games. It was life, and I wasn't living it correctly, and yeah. I was putting everyone else in harm's ways and living selfishly and not caring if I died. And it definitely showed that day. Assume, like, would you agree? <laughs> yes, I would agree. And that's not that's not who I am, and not what I want to be moving forward. And 
you know I'm and that will help you in your life that will help you in relationships that will help you in in things that if you have children one day you'll be able to see that oh my gosh which, which like, is incredible because it will be able to help you know how to talk to them know when to step in know when how to react to certain things that if that never happened to me in my life what happened that day i might react a totally different way if that happens to my kids to someone i love i might think they are totally insane rather than step back for a second and react a totally different way that's more just just more sensitive to the fact that this is a real thing a healthy manner you can come out a better person if it's dealt with the right way and i was not dealing with my stuff the right way and now you know i love doing this pod. i found something like this podcast something that i'm passionate about mental health and my story and being vulnerable and allowing people to hear my story and know that hey we're all struggling we're all out here grinding you know trying to be our best and we don't have to listen to the world the world's not gonna um tell us to be our best like like you it is okay not to be okay say that again because that's good it is okay not to be okay that's the biggest thing they preach with the nfl players because they started a whole movement of mental health awareness and being advocates for it and a lot of our players like one of my good friends doug middleton he went to to i know him yeah yeah he's an advocate for mental health and he just says that you have to bring people more awareness for it for them to understand and that day you brought awareness cold-blooded straight to my yeah, to like, my mindset of how real this really is and how you can use it to help others. And I think that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, that was I just want to use my story to help others and bring people on to share their story. But then also, it's cool to have Griffin as our first guest, kind of someone who came into my, re-entered my life in a the lowest point kind of when I was going through everything. And now we're here and we're able to talk about it. And uh Yeah. And I'm glad it was me because I don't know how other people would have would have done with it. Yeah, Griffin's a good guy, and um, um, so tell what's the name of your business. So, and you know, if anyone needs any photo business, uh, you can business. Uh, reach out to me on social media at uh, Griffin Z underscore twenty three, and we'll post um, um, him on there so y'all can take a look at. And don't be shy. You don't have to be a professional athlete. You can. He shot anyone. for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shot for shot for Charles when he was in this stage of his life. Correct. And I mean, I'm just glad that you were willing to come on. Um, it was meant to be. I was meant to be there. So I realized that. I, I believe that, that yeah. Because I think it brought not only you to the spot that you're in, but it was meant to be for myself. And so. Because that really showed me how many people my actions affect. But yet that didn't stop me from ending where, you know, that kind of path of my life where that episode left off yeah so um well any last thoughts griffin before we um say goodbye on episode 10 it's okay Uh, not to be okay uh put your best foot forward at all times and uh just try and be the best self you can be Uh, i'd say that's probably my leaving notes cool well um thank y'all for listening to episode 10 of the rabbit hole show again reach out um with any comments questions content if you want to be a guest on the show um send an email to the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com um give us a follow on instagram uh, stay tuned uh, for more content and uh, we have another special guest uh, coming up um, for episode 11 so again 
Uh, it's Charles here. AC's on the other side of the table, and we got Griffin. Um, so Griffin, thanks for coming yeah, thanks on. For having and me. Uh, again, you'll uh, be our first. Hope guest to be forever. on again sometime soon. Yeah, I want to get you on again for sure. Um, Love to hear the feedback on this one as well. Yeah, you're our first guest, so um, you know, get your people listening to this. Share Hope it. I did and, well. Hey, ten out of ten in my book. Like Casey, how'd I do? Hey, and and we had a lot to talk about because uh, something I did and put you in harm's way but now we're here to talk about it and moving on in positive directions with our life well you were and have continued and and if you made it this far into the episode if you have any thoughts on interdimensional travel and or string theory uh put that in the comments because i would love to hear what your thoughts are all right we, we will really know if you made it this far if you if we see these comments or maybe you just skipped all the way ahead who knows who knows Alrighty, again, uh, thank y'all for listening. Love y'all, and stay tuned uh, for more and uh, episode 11 uh, with another special guest. All right, thank y'all. Peace.